This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is just coming up to 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. First up this hour, a project that aims to protect children by teaching them their rights. So, it's called the Talisman Project and it was created by Ajit and Sri Vidya Ganapati back in 2016. So, it's been running ever since, um, except that it had to take a bit of a hiatus during the lockdowns and the pandemic. And the Talisman Project aims to do a few things. Um, it aims to create child advocates um, to protect children by raising awareness about child rights and to enable children to participate in issues that relate to them and their well-being um, and essentially teach kids between the age of 12 to 16 uh, their rights, online protection, sexual, um, how to, uh, what what sexual grooming might look like. To gender, identify it. Yes, gender, mm-hmm. sexuality, advocacy, art and so on. Yeah, so this seems like a really great um, initiative, especially, I mean, for somebody of my generation where I was at the cusp of, you know, you still heard this idea of felt it at least, where adults would think that children would best seen and not heard. Mm. <laughs> you know the expression, I right? I think it might still be something many adults think. <laughs> yeah, but because it was, I think, the dominant way of thinking in the past, it's, I think that's receding. Uh, increasingly, parents don't want their children to, uh, want, don't want to have that kind of relationship with their children and don't think it's good for their children to be in a world in which that it was true. Uh, yes, there might be some residual pockets and, and some strongholds, maybe holdouts, but I think in large part, we all recognize the value of uh, empowering children. So we will hear um, very shortly from co-founder of the Talisman Project, Sri Vidya Ganapati. Uh, but if you're interested to sign up, um, you can send an email to thetalismanproject at gmail.com. Now, they are full, but they do have a wait list. It's also a yearly program and the camp is happening uh, on the 16th and 17th of December. Do send your thoughts through. Are our children educated enough about their rights? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. It's 5.11. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. We're talking about a program, the Talisman Project, that aims to teach children about their rights. That's happening from the uh, that's happening on the 16th and 17th of December. It is a camp and uh, we will be hearing shortly from the co-founder but we want to hear from you as well. Are our children educated enough about their rights? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Joining us now on the line is Sri Vidya Ganapati, co-founder of the Talisman Project. Sri, good to have you with us. Firstly, could you tell us what the Talisman Project is all about and what it aims to achieve? Um, so the Talisman Project is actually a, a project where we are trying to educate teens on their rights and child protection and uh, in, infuse leadership uh, into them with the uh, view of them taking up active leadership roles as children. So, Vidya, what can children expect to experience by joining this program? Right. So, we try to make it as fun as possible. So, generally, um, the feedback, like recently we had an interview with kids and the big, the most important thing that they said was they have a lot of fun. Uh, but what they are actually uh, indirectly learning through the fun is, firstly, what child rights are. So, it's not just about 
you know, I, I frequently get parents coming to me and saying, oh, so you're teaching my child uh, to call the police if I, if I smack my child. That's what you're doing. And I said, really, that's not what we do. We actually encourage children to remember that while they have rights, they are also under the roof of their parents who actually control a lot of their decisions and stuff. So they have to respect that parents have a role to play. And uh, that's not the kind of rights that they're talking about. So children have rights like the right to education, uh, the right to health, the right to play, the right to be children, really. Um, and a lot of the times we see that these kind of rights are compromised. We also really don't practice enough in Malaysia the fact that children have the right to be heard, um, to participate in decisions that affect them. So it's not really the right to buy the latest iPhone. That's not what we're talking about. But really the right to make sure that you and all of your friends and other children have the right to go to school, have the right to have quality education, um, and have the right to be protected. We also uh, teach them about online safety. A big issue that affects children these days is bullying. So if I have 20 participants, right, each child will have a story about bullying, whether they have been bullied or they have bullied someone. Every child, in my experience, will have a story. And for the kids, right, it's very shocking to be put in a room and to listen to other people who are going through the same experience and then to understand and identify that, oh, this is not just my experience. And when they are asked to, to work to work together towards reaching some kind of solutions and empowered to take that learning back to their schools, uh, back to their teachers, their principals, their classmates, it, it really makes children feel very strong and uh, like they finally find a place to say what they want to say. Yeah. So I understand one of the objectives of the program is to create child advocates. What exactly does this involve? Um, being a Malaysian, a lot, of the, a lot of the conversations, even I have with people, right, is, um, for example, my, my daughter is studying overseas. People come to me and say, oh, but you don't expect her to come back. You don't expect her to work in Malaysia. Many people have this kind of mindset that there are problems and uh, the only way to handle this is to escape, to go somewhere else where things are better. And really what we teach children is if there's something that's a problem, they can and should make a difference. They can and should fight for change. They can, in their own capacities, we are empowering them to understand that they have the capacity to make change. I think that's something that we don't say enough to children, you don't like this, what are you doing about it? How are you going to change your world? How are you going to make a difference? And that's what we're trying to do. When we say we are creating or building child advocates, we're encouraging children to think beyond their little problems at home to a bigger picture, to see the world out there and understand that, oh, when I'm talking about children, there are other children in positions that are not as favorable as me, who might not have the kind of things that I have and how can I as a person give back? So while children might be capable of expressing their opinions and emotions, they also might lack the perspective and experience needed to grasp the implications of those decisions. So given these limitations, how can we determine if a child has the capacity to advocate for their rights? We believe that the training that we give at the Talisman Project should be um, something that is accessible to all children. Uh, but the reality is 
we only reach a handful of them. Every time we run a camp, the maximum we can uh, facilitate is about 20 children. Uh, this year, because of demand, we have increased it to 22 children. Of course, these kids, when they're coming to us, obviously they come from backgrounds where their parents see the right, the importance in their children learning about rights and protections. Otherwise, even if a child is motivated to come and wants to come, the reality is a child would have issues getting to us, right? How to sign up for training, how to get parental consent to come. So they already come from households where parents realize, okay, there is an importance that children learn these things. So number one, they do come from a position of privilege, unfortunately. Number two, um, we provide the kids with platforms. So we educate them on child rights, child protection, leadership skills, advocacy skills, um, and how during the workshop, we actually teach them how they can project on or, or advocacy. How, how do you advocate as a child? You know, we, we teach them methodologies for that. But also then throughout the years after that, once they've attended camp, we actually provide them with international platforms and, and, and panels and, and places where they can actually speak about what they've learned and, and fight for what they've learned. We encourage the children to go back to schools and talk to their principals and their teachers. So a lot of the, of the times our kids go back and uh, actually ask teachers, can we address the assembly on these issues? Can we talk about this? Um, at the same time, we also provide support for the kids. So if, for example, if a child has a situation and the child feels this is unfair or I want to do something about this, the child has got access to us to come back to us and say, so I want to do this and I feel really passionate about this. Can you help me with this? During the lockdown, um, some of our kids came to us and said, you know, we, we are not able to do anything at all for the Talisman Project. Would you mind if, if we did a podcast where we talk about children's rights and how children are feeling during the pandemic? So we, we do our best to facilitate them, but we're not um, I was just telling someone this analogy today. It's not as if we are the person standing next to the batter and telling the batter how to handle each ball, but we are, we are equipping the, the person with enough knowledge so that when they are out there to bat, they actually know for each ball how to hit it. Yeah. So it's a two-day camp. How do you ensure the benefits of attending the camp outlast just the duration of the camp itself? Right. We have the platforms. We are uniquely positioned not just to create platforms for the children on our own means, but we are uh, in the group of stakeholders and activists where every time there is some kind of platform where a child is entitled to speak or can speak, we push forward our children. But at the same time, right, we encourage the children to make their own platforms. We tell them, you know, you, you're, you're passionate about this, go out there and do something about it. We will support you. We will give you whatever hand-holding that you need, if you need to be connected to some other NGO or some other government ministry, we can help you to do that. Um, and, and so, you know, some of our children have gone on to become counsellors on the MDPJ, child counsellors. Uh, some of our children are child counsellors with Suhakam. So we facilitate this. We tell them, okay, these are the opportunities that are available. You already have child rights training. You already know these things. Go out there and make a change, you know? So I understand that this program involves alumni taking up mentorship roles. Uh, how is this facilitated? So what we do is every time we have a new camp, we encourage the children from the previous camp or previous camps 
to come forward and be mentors and facilitators for the current camp. This has got a, a double effect because number one, the participants who are coming in, they are not so intimidated because the their mentors and facilitators are also other children or other teens. They are all young people. So it's not just a group of adults preaching down to children. But on the part of the mentors, right, it really empowers them. It really helps them to understand that we can make a difference and we are practicing what we've learned. So taking off from your earlier question, this is a way that we encourage the kids to really see that not only are they making a difference in their lives, but they're also making a difference with the new batch of children that are coming in. It helps them to also foster relationships. Now, it means that a 15-year-old or a 14-year-old from the previous camp might come on in this camp as a 15-year-old mentoring a 16-year-old. So it kind of, you know, when you go to school, there's very clear barriers. Like you, if you're in Form 1, you don't speak to people in Form 3. You cannot be friends with them. But here we take away all of that and we really say that everybody's equal and everybody has got some value. And we with the, with the mentors, right, the alumni that come back to uh, train and to be mentors and facilitators, another thing that we do is we ask the kids to actually take on leadership roles within the Talisman project. So head of admin, head of special projects, head of social media, head of uh, promotions. So it's all children. And when we are doing the camp, it's not that I and my co-chair, uh, Ms. Ajit Kaur, it's not that we are doing everything. The kids actually take on giant roles. Just these things, right, teaches children a number of skills, a number of leadership roles that they are forced to take on. Real leadership issues, real crisis management, they have to deal with it themselves. And we believe that it's an essential part of our training. And how has the project fared since you launched in 2016? Uh, what indicators have you used to measure the success? Right. So we didn't do the, the training for the last four years, I think, because of the pandemic and issues relating to that. So we've had, this is our fourth camp this year. So we've had three others in the past. We've had 40 participants. Now, out of 40 participants, I can confidently tell you that 20 are still active in our our, our works, in our the things that we do. So they, they regularly attend events for us. One of our participants is currently in Bangkok today for the UNICEF UNFPA talks on child marriage. Um, some of them have been in talks for child youth programs this week because it was uh, World Children's Day. Um, as I said, we've so we've got eight facilitators who are coming on to facilitate the uh, camp in December. Um, and we've got a number of other people, who, other children who are actually doing the background work, like the admin and all of that. Some of them are speaking to venues to see whether we can get a, a suitable venue. Some of them are speaking to other sponsors to see whether we can get, you know, swag, corporate merchandise that normally people keep in the cupboards and then they can give it to us because children like to get free things. So out of 40 kids, we've got 20 active kids. For me, I feel that's remarkable um, considering that we have actually not done any physical activities since the pandemic started. Um, but more than that, I think, is what our children are achieving. I think in, in the sense of them being leaders, we can really see. See, when I when we started it in 2016, um, I have to confess to you, we never thought it would be what it, it is today. We never thought it would be this giant thing where we're changing changing the world. We're changing children, you know, which we're making children into leaders. We, we, we did it because it seemed a good idea. My, 
Um, and, you know, we wanted to teach children about child rights because being child rights activists ourselves, we thought, why is it that children are not being taught this basic thing? Uh, we've been astounded every year by the leaps and bounds that our, our graduates have taken and the way that they have progressively fought for, for child rights and child issues on their own. Um, so we don't have like a technical measurement, but I can tell you that this is how we are, we are looking at it, the, the achievements that our kids have done. So Sri, do you have any final thoughts for us? Um, I think it's just that I, I wish I could duplicate this process and run this leadership camp in every school in Malaysia. I, I wish there were talisman project clubs in every school because the training that we are giving children is so fundamental. I feel that every child should have the benefit of it. If we can change people's lives and we can make a child go from ordinary to becoming a leader, every child should have access to that. And uh, we work towards building that. Sri, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Sri Vidya Ganapati, co-founder of the Talisman Project. It's a camp for teenagers who are taught about their rights and how to advocate for themselves. It's happening on the 16th and 17th of December. It is currently full, but they have a wait list. So if you'd like to register, you can email them uh, at thetalismanproject at gmail.com. It's also a yearly event, so you can always look out for the next one as well. Do weigh in. Are our children educated enough about their rights? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.